0: Welcome everyone to today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Prack. And today we have an awesome guest for you, Divine Bunch. She's a New Jersey native, and she's an expert in SEO optimization and the key components of how to build a well-structured website. So, for all those new entrepreneurs who are looking to, you know, really make their website stand out, making them easily findable and searchable for their customers, Divine is going to be a resource for you guys. So, thank you so much for coming on the
1: show, Divine. Thank you so much for having me.
0: So Devine, can you give us a little bit more about your background and how you got into this space and how you started working with your customers?
1: Of course. So it really started way back in high school. I had started nannying for this girl. And at the same time, my dad and I were kind of starting to look into ways to invest in real estate. So my dad was looking into wholesaling. The lady that I was babysitting for, she was... That's Victoria Griggs, by the way, in case anybody knows her, that she had recommended house hacking. So I was looking into both of these things. And at the time, like I really wanted to go full speed ahead with wholesaling. And I realized that was not my thing. (laughs) I am not a very confrontational person. I feel like I'm very laid back and just the systems for wholesaling didn't really work for me. But I have so much respect for wholesalers because that is definitely work. So the way that I got into this was a couple years into... Trying to figure out my thing, I had started. I knew that I love to write. So I had started, I joined like this really intense mentorship where she taught us sales writing and the art of getting our message out there and, you know, writing for other people, helping them to find their message and then writing for sales. So that's how I got into this space. And I, you know, I jumbled through a different a few different things that I liked writing about. But real estate investing was just always the thing. I knew that I loved researching it. I was always reading books on it. I still am. I still am connected to all my different real estate investing groups. So all my connections are there. My education is there. And it just made sense to keep writing in this niche because a lot of copywriters like me, there is... First off, there's a very slim pool of copywriters who cater to real estate people. And the ones that exist typically cater to real estate agents, not investors. And I know that those two things can be worlds apart sometimes. They can collide, but they can also be very different. So I felt like it was really important that you know real estate investors have somebody teaching them how to market themselves, how to understand their messaging, and how to do the market research, search engine optimization, and all of those visibility tactics.
0: Oh awesome. I mean, yeah. it, it sounds like that's a really great way because you you were able to, you know, really combine what you really loved doing, which was writing and yeah. um, combining it with your interests, which is real estate. So lo and behold, yeah. a great business was
1: built. Yeah, it's dream life. So as
0: you were getting started, you know, how did you even get to start writing for your first customers and how did you start to build that up?
1: Yeah, so that goes back to the mentorship. That was one of the scariest things I had ever done. When I got started, I was only like 18, 19. So I was still incredibly introverted and I never forced myself to leave my shell. I worked at a bookstore so that I could... (laughs) so that I could be with other people who didn't really like to talk to people. And getting started was very interesting because of course I had to learn to put myself out there, but like I couldn't just show up and be like, hey, I'm a copywriter. I had to know the things (laughs) that made me unique. I had to figure out who I wanted to work with and I had to very quickly figure out who I did not want to work with because writers, we definitely need to be aligned with who we work with because we need to be passionate about it. Because if we're writing to sell something, if we're writing to make connections, the people that we're writing to, the people we're speaking to, they can feel whenever we're not there, whenever we're not vibing with the topic we're talking about. So that was really important. Um, so the way that I really got into it was through that mentorship and um, finding my first client was... I'm gonna say it was pretty easy. All I had to do was just like put it out there and tell everybody what I was doing and really work on getting visible as a copywriter.
0: Well, awesome. And so yeah. would you say that you are you know naturally an introvert at heart and you had to eventually grow into you know the develop <laughs> into the person you are today?
1: absolutely so when i first got started it was very painful <laughs> but, but now i would i would definitely say that a misconception that a lot of people have about introverts and that i accepted when i was younger was that as introverts we hate talking to people we don't you know want to mingle we don't have anything to say that like every social interaction is petrifying and once i realized that that's not how it has to be, but that I can still be true to who I am as an introvert, that was really freeing. I was able to realize like, But people just, you know, they drain me a little bit. (laughs) But I love talking to them. I love getting to know people and being curious about them, their backgrounds, their passions, their interests. And even though I'm an introvert, I would still totally consider myself a cheerleader. Like I love watching people win. I love cheering for them. I love being able to support them in any way that I can, whether that's through connections, words of affirmation, like whatever. I love being a cheerleader. So I think the biggest struggle is just, you know, budgeting my energy. But other than that, even though I'm an introvert, I am still a natural born cheerleader. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, I totally, totally resonate with what you're saying. And I love that you said yeah. that you have to be able to budget your, your energy because it does mm-hmm. take a lot, you know, but at the same time yeah. with introverts, people tend to think you have to be the, you know, they're the most quietest or they don't yeah. have much of an opinion. Um, But For actually sure. really, I find like a lot of introverts, they like to listen a lot. They like to really internalize what they're hearing and taking those and what they say, you know, they're really they're really intentional about what they say. They don't have to be the loudest in the group or they don't have to be the right. most flamboyant. But when they do speak, it tends to be very loud. Not not yeah. literally, but- <laughs> Yeah,
1: <laughs> very impactful. Yes, impactful. Yeah. Exactly, yeah.
0: So divine- Let's talk about what you're focused on and your expertise, which is search engine optimization. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us, you know, exactly for those who might not be so familiar with what that means, what does that mean in terms of, you know, creating a website, being able to search? Can you give us a top overview?
1: Yeah, of course. So SEO, search engine optimization. For those who don't know, it is a system that Google uses in order to understand your website. It has these little technical bots that crawl your website and they kind of figure out how credible is this website? Can we trust them? Is the information on here accurate? Is it anything people are gonna care about? Okay, if it checks off all these things, now we need to figure out how important is it, how many people are going to care, and which people are going to care. So whenever you are trying to optimize your site, what that looks like is making sure that you have quality content on your website, um, making sure that you have the right keywords, the little buzzwords that tell Google... What your site is even about, so that it can organize you and its algorithm to pop up in specific searches that people put in. So this is super powerful because whenever you the higher you rank obviously the more people are going to see your website. And if you're ranking higher that's already Google endorsing you saying, "Hey, this person for the most part as far as we can tell is trustworthy. So here's a great resource that you're going to want to look into." So in the real estate space that looks like if you are a teacher, if you have properties that you want to list, all of these different things they You're going to want to optimize them so that you can make more sales, make sure that you have low vacancy rates, all those different things. So when it comes to building your website, what I do for my clients is I actually do really in-depth market research beforehand to figure out you know, what are their clients looking at? What are they listening to? How are they going to be looking for you on Google? What different words are they going to be using? Because if you have a vacation rental, and I see this a lot for people who have like short-term rentals, they will list it as short-term rental. But people outside of real estate who are looking for a nice vacation spot they're not going to be thinking to google it as a short-term rental they're going to look for you know a vacation spot in such and such a city or like i'm looking for a house that has these amenities or that is near these types of attractions so these are all things that you're going to want to factor in and utilize as key buzzwords in your website so that google knows hey look for this and something that sounds really technical, but is super easy to do is for each page of your website, you're going to want to add something called meta tags. And these things, you can typically download a little plugin like Yoast, or I think Uber Suggest has one as well. And that's Uber, like, an Uber ride and then suggest. And then Yoast is Y-O-A-S-T. Both of those plugins, you can download them to your website. And then on each page, it'll have a little section at the bottom of it for you to add meta tags. And in those meta tags, you're also going to want to add keywords that you have kind of sprinkled all throughout your website. Does that make sense?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. But like you mentioned, you really need to understand your customers who are looking your, you know, the people who are looking for your website to looking for the types of services that you're providing. Right. How do you even know what keywords are the most optimal to use to be able to yeah. tag them in the first place?
1: Yeah, that is also, it sounds really technical, but it's super easy. So you can totally find a SEO tool and typically it's free. So I tend to use Uber suggest. And you can just go in and you can type in like real estate short term rental. And then it'll show you a bunch of keywords that go with that, that go with that phrase. And then it'll show you like how many people typically look for it a month. If you're doing pay per click ads, which is just like running ads through Google, if you're doing those, then it'll also show you like how much each keyword goes for. And then I'm trying to think what else. Oh, there's also Google Keywords. That one is what a lot of people tend to use as well. I find that I don't really have to use it. <laughs> (laughs) Because there's this cool little trick where if you just Google something, so for example, like top vacation rentals in Florida, in Tampa, Florida, you can Google shows you like what people would be like different suggested searches at the bottom of the page, sometimes in the middle of the page. And even those little searches that pop up in the bar as you're typing, you can use those and see what keywords are relevant as well. So it's Google kind of giving you a hint to show you what's already relevant.
0: We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now, we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post production for us because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about serving you, our listener, at a higher level and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, And take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. Yeah, especially if you have something that, you know, a service or something like that, that you're able to help other people or you're able to add value to other people, you want to make sure your website is searchable so that you're able to provide right. those those services to them. So what happens if the website is already in place before they even get started? Yeah. Are you still able to, I guess, restructure it in a way so that it now becomes searchable if it wasn't so searchable in the past?
1: Of course. So again, there's so many different ways that you can go with this. If you... The first thing I would start with, of course, is keywords. If you don't already have those keywords in place... Before you like rewrite the website and stuff, of course you would want to know what those words are. Something simple that you can do is add it to the meta tags that you have at the bottom of your page. And then also make sure that you're adding them to your formatting. So whenever you write your website, there are, you know, the main text words and then there are the bigger words at the top that are like the titles and the headings. You're going to want to add those keywords to the headings and the titles as well. And then other things that you can do would be to add backlinks. So backlinks are whatever other people link to your website, like in podcast show notes, on their own websites, trying to think what else they would use it in. Oh, definitely like main publications. And the more credible the other websites linking to yours are, the better that looks on your website. So that's definitely a huge thing that you can do that is crazy helpful. So
0: now let's say you've created all these um you've added all these search engine optimization keywords on your website. Um mm-hmm. you've created all these backlinks and you've done all the back end work. So now you've driven traffic to your website. -hmm. How do you write a message that is tailored to your audience that captures their attention and doesn't, you know, they're now here on your page and they don't Mm -hmm. just leave right away?
1: Right. That is a great question. That's where market research really comes in. So I kind of feel like a stalker sometimes. (laughs) Because I will definitely go in and like, if I know exactly what your ideal client is like, I will find people that I know that either you've worked with in the past or maybe that even I've worked with and I'll kind of go through like their social media and what they're putting online their you know, like the things that they like, the things that they're talking about, the things that they're leaving reviews on or listening to. And I kind of take note how they speak the words that they use, the books that they're reading, all these different things. And then even the stories that they tell. (laughs) And on their web on the website that I'm writing, I will kind of include all of those things. So I'll I like to mirror the language that I find in various comment sections based on your ideal client. So it's different things like that. You really want to be able to Right in a way that sounds like you, but still also sounds like your ideal client. This way, they're reading it kind of in their voice now, and they don't. It kind of breaks down that wall. And whenever you're telling stories like they would, or kind of structuring your sentences like they would, or even creating little inside jokes, that kind of shows them like, hey, we already kind of relate. Maybe we should, you know, continue this conversation. So it's so funny. I am addicted to The Office. <laughs> And whenever I see someone else, like a coach or something that has, you know, the office quotes or says something stupid, like Michael or Dwight would, I am totally all in. I'm like, all right, I'm going to follow you and kind of lurk and see what your services are like. And it's honestly that easy sometimes. Like people just want to feel like they can relate to you and they want to feel like they know you and have those inside jokes with you. And
0: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no, absolutely. And I mean, that sounds like it. it's a difficult skill to be able to determine what other people like, but at the same time, if you yeah. really, if you break it down and look at it, it's like, mm-hmm. you're wanting to attract people who are similar to yourself. So if you're able yeah. to kind of project that on your websites and then other people who are very similar to yourself is looking at it, they're like, Hey, that sounds like me, you know, it gets mm-hmm. them a little bit more interested in wanting to learn more at least about, you know, what you're all about
1: absolutely <laughs> that's why I say like one of the best tools that you can do especially because you know with in the entrepreneurial space you'll hear a lot especially when you're dealing with investors okay well what makes you different and so many times the Earlier in my career, I heard a lot of people going through like the features and the bonuses and even like with properties that I see, they will say like, oh, well, the molding is brand new and the roof is brand new. I'm like, okay, but your tenant doesn't care about that. (laughs) So it's all about the personality that you pour into this and the story that you can tell based on your personality. That's what really makes that connection.
0: (laughs) And so a lot of times as people are building out their website, they're thinking, Hey, I need to have like five, 10 different links or pages. Mm -hmm. Does the more pages that you have on your website, does that equal quality or, you know, what's the most optimized number of pages and how do we Mm -hmm. make that the most efficient use of, you know, your guests' time on your website?
1: Absolutely. That is a super case-by-case question. As far as search engine optimization goes, I am a huge fan of having blogs. That obviously boosts the amount of content that you have and the different words that you'll pop up under. Like I was talking about before, like if you have a lot of different rentals on your website, if you have a blog that says like the best places to go in such and such area, you're already attracting people who want to take vacations in that area. And they they have some value out of that as along with, you know, hey, by the way, you can rent this house. <laughs> so it definitely is totally up to the content creator about... The quality of the page. So if you're not, if you're adding on all of these pages, but it's not quality content that people would find useful that is optimized for Google, then your SEO is gonna suffer. All the pages in the world won't help if it's not quality relatable content. And the way to ensure that it's quality content is that Google really loves whenever you are being conversational and natural and not just like forcing content on a page to satisfy the robots of Google. (laughs) They don't like that. They can sense it and it'll really take your SEO. So it's a super case by case basis. And I wouldn't say there is like a perfect number of pages for any website. Just definitely make sure whatever you add is quality.
0: Awesome. So for you, as you've built up this business, you've built up your copywriting business and you've, you know, combined your love for writing and real estate together. What Mm -hmm. has been the best, I guess, experience that you've had so far?
1: Yeah. Ooh, that's a good question. As far as clients or as far as just like total project scope? I guess either one, whichever one stands out the most to you. Yeah. Okay. Well, I typically sign an NDA, so I can't give out names, but I just recently worked on this one website with a client and she is an investor in the Tampa Bay area. And she is just so awesome and such a firecracker and full of life. And I am definitely all about fulfillment over money. The two can go hand in hand, but I am just so passionate about working with people that I love instead of just saying yes to everybody. So I love her because just like me, she has that Cheerleader energy. And it was just so invigorating to pour that into her website to, you know, attract more of the partnerships that she's looking for. It was a ton of fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I love what you said because it's all about the relationships, right? And, yeah. And especially in this business, as an entrepreneur yourself, you have Mm -hmm. the, the privilege of choosing who you're working with, as well as they're yeah. able to choose who they're working. The customers are able to choose who they're working with too. So it's yeah. a great partnership between the two of you, not just a one-way streak.
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> awesome.
0: Well, Divine, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your expertise in this space. I know there's so much that we could have gotten into, but you know, yeah. thank you so much for sharing just a smidget of your knowledge in creating a really optimized website.
1: Of course. It is my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. So Divine, if
0: our listeners also wanted to find out more about you and your business, where's the best place that they can go?
1: Yeah. So my website is DivineWritingAgency.com. And where I hang out most is Instagram. That's just Divine Bunch. like My name is spelled in the, in the thing. Yeah. And that's, those are like the two places that I hang out the most. I'm very weird. (laughs) I will post my weird faces on zoom whenever I'm waiting on on a meeting to start. I post my dogs. So yeah, definitely come say hi, hang out. (laughs) It sounds like a fun place to be. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I try to keep it fun. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, I really appreciate
1: it. Thank you. You have a great night.
0: (laughs) And thank you for listening to our podcast today brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate. We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to BonifestCapital.com and fill out the Contact Us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.